Hey, the world's full of fantastic music. Each month, we explore an album of significance, its roots, how it makes us feel, and then banter about its influence and staying power. Join us on our journey as we dissect, discuss, and discover some of the world's greatest albums on The Sonic Collective. Hello, this is Scott G. from The Sonic Collective, and thank you for joining us as the crew gets back together to discuss our pick for August 2022. Uh, As always, I'm joined by the rest of the crew, Darren, Alan, and Scott C., It was my pick this month, and I decided to go with Lady Gaga's second studio album, 2011's Born This Way. It was generally well-received by critics and considered uh, an iconic anthem album for a lot of marginalized groups, but we have yet to weigh in. So as is custom here, I'm going to reserve last comment and jump right into finding out what everyone else thought, and uh, yeah, let's kick things off and send it over to Darren, our resident historian. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. I'm not sure I got that title, but uh, yeah, I'll take it. I, I guess I always look up a few facts and things like that. <clears throat> um, when you picked this album, I, I was actually glad in a way. I, I mean, pop, we've touched pop, but we were usually older, maybe more even 80s stuff we've done a, a little bit of. Um, but the more modern, we hadn't touched uh, very much. And uh, when you picked her, I think I said, I'm like, oh, I'm glad you did. I actually like Lady Gaga, and I will stand by that. Um, uh, that story was, you know, hey, pop music is pop music and everybody likes, especially when they're young, uh, that, you know, you're in the clubs or you're just growing up like it's catchy. It's easy to listen to. So uh, I, I won't bash it now compared to what I'll call great songwriting or great music. Um on a personal level, like obviously I, I have a separation of state, state and church. Let's call it that. Um, so I respect pop music a lot, but I, I definitely will make fun of it sometimes as well. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, years ago, I'd seen Lady Gaga on I, some talk show when she first started. I think this is like Poker Face. Was that her first or Bad Romance? One of her first big pop hits came out and I heard that and I, I kind of knew who she was, but not really. But she, she I think it was, uh, it might have been Jimmy Kimmel and, Anyway, she just got on there and then she was just with the piano and just started singing. And actually, when I tuned in the show, I wasn't sure who it was right away. And this woman like blew my mind. I'm like, oh man, who is that? Like this woman can sing. And then it, I realized it was Lady Gaga. So first of all, I'm going to give her absolute amazing props. That woman has a voice uh, to die for. She can really sing. Um, so I, I really appreciate that. So I always had this like respect for her. Any pop artist, especially in the, in the age of auto-tune. And hey, auto-tune can be used as a tool, but it shouldn't be used as a crutch all the time. And, you know, I, I get why they use it in a lot of music, but uh, with so many stars uh now uh it's nice to see uh, uh basically a singer who can sing you know now i always say there should be really uh you know musical acts and musical artists and it should be separated again because you know what we're talking about is uh a musical artist i think is somebody that understands gets music probably does most own song songwriting and can do at least some instrumentation of some sort and is just a true music artist whereas an act is you know a lot of things you know overproduced music they're probably not written by the people that are performing it uh they're really just putting on a show for you and there's nothing wrong with either and they're both amazing in their own way all right, there's my little precursor on pop. So born this way. Um, I, uh, May 2011, this album came out. So not super old, 11 years here. Um, Lady Gaga had, I think this was her second album, right? Um, so she had that, uh, big album with, uh, Bad Romance, Poker Face, and it was a big dance craze, and she became an instant pop star. Um, so, 
I believe now as she's progressing here, she's going through all the motions. I think she hits, you know, the, the top of the top and she's a fashion icon, but uh, I'll respect her. I think she was kind of getting sick of that and being used and realizing how the music industry works. Uh, and they were just working her to death. So, uh, this was really what I feel is a start for her change into who she became now, as we know her as a really more respected artist that kind of went off and did her own thing and is aging very gracefully. Um, and she's still young. I shouldn't say, I just meant aging in general, not that she's old <laughs> anyway. So this is how my respect that. So she tried something new. And again, going back to the artist thing, she was at least a contributor and full writer on most all these songs. Uh, if you don't know, Lady Gaga was a writer before she actually made it big in pop. Uh, uh, she wrote songs for Britney Spears, Jennifer Lopez, uh, the, the Pussycat Dolls, uh, New Kids on the Block, even Michael Bolton. Yeah, Michael Bolton and Cher, she did some stuff. So she had been writing and, and successful pop songs uh, for others for a while. So I mean, she I mean, she had this talent. So she's now trying to make a bit of a statement and a change in, in her pop career. And also, I think she had a, a big message. And I know, Scott, uh, when you said why well, you picked this, uh, and it is just starting uh, Pride Month week uh, here in Calgary, Alberta. I think the weeks, do they differ everywhere? I should know that. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so... That, that, that's amazing. She did make a big statement, you know, born this way. There was a lot of powerful, uh, feminists and, uh, not as, I don't, I don't think the term is pro LGBTQ plus two S, but, yeah, uh, she was very influenced by that and trying to represent, you know, the downtrodden and, uh, uh, especially those kind of feminist, uh, uh, messages. So, I mean, I respect her for that. Um, so I, I get that. Okay, so now, you know, she released this album. Another thing she did is she strayed away a little bit from the just the very generic pop uh, where it was, you know, really produced and really tight. She did actually bring in a lot of kind of rock instrumentation and other uh, genres and styles throughout the, throughout her pop songs. Now, it, it is a pop album. It is dancey, a lot of medium to high tempo. But, I mean, really, she, you know, uh, tried some different things. So it was nice. I think this was, the, again, what I believe to be the beginning of her transition now. Okay. That being said, and I'm not going to go on too much longer and I'll pass it off, uh, is, you know, this album in general for me, yeah, there's a few uh, big hits like Born This Way, Judas, and uh, I shouldn't be remembered. But I mean, they didn't, they didn't really over, like, over, you know, they didn't really blow me away. Uh, I mean, a few good songs. I appreciate the messages, but really when it came down to it, I just felt like, is this just another pop album that in 20 years? Yeah. It's that, you know, born this way is on a comp compilation. I think that song will be remembered for its message and power to a community more so than maybe the talent of the song. Um, I love her. I think it's well-written pop songs to me. It just mixed in. It didn't st stand out amazingly. So I, I was just kind of like a very meh with this album. I actually had troubles getting through it at time. It's just like, I appreciate anyone pop song in the moment, but as a, as a collection and then we interview or not, sorry, we review albums. We interview sometimes too, but when we review albums, we're looking at the whole album. How does it stand, you know, beginning to end front, backside. And I just felt like it was just a little bit, you know, though experimental. And I like what she was doing in some cases, nothing really absolutely blew my mind. Now, again, keep in mind, I'm a 52-year-old white guy from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Don't put the Alberta thing on there. I'm very progressive and liberal. Please, thank you. Um, but, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm an old white guy, so uh, it's not made for me. It was made for you know, my son who's 15 and probably remembers her or, you know, 20, 30-year-olds now. So um, it, it wasn't meant to speak to me at my time, but I'm good at look, looking at it. But I'll just end by saying, didn't blow me away. I respect it as a pop album, and I respect her hell a lot of an artist, but it was just okay. Uh, Alan, what do you think? All right, thanks, Darren. Um, yeah, you know, I got to say, on the first playthrough, I was not a fan. I found it really, really avant-garde. It was very out there for me. Uh, the lyrics felt really shallow, and I just thought Gaga was kind of full of herself, just being an artiste for the sake of being an artiste. Um, and it kind of brought back memories of where I was in life when this album first came out. And like I wasn't in a super great place, so it just kind of like evoked bad memories all around. And uh, I kind of also reminded me that I had a pretty big disdain at the time for radio friendly pop music. So the first playthrough, I couldn't even get through the full album. Um, but then I put it on while I was working on something late one night, just as background noise. And it kind of started to build up for me. It started to make a little more sense. And I just kept playing it through more and more frequently. And, you know, by the time we locked in our review date, I think I kind of had been converted into a fan of the album. Um, it it took a bit for me, but eventually I I was reminded that Lady Gaga is a character of sorts uh, played by Stephanie Germanotta, who, like, this isn't who she is as a human being. She's, I mean, I'm sure Stephanie Germanotta is, uh, you know, a weird artist type, but it's it's not like this Lady Gaga character is kind of like an extravagant alternate persona of her. Um, and I think that's that's cool. Jimmy Iovine, actually, the chairman and CEO of Interscope Records, said on this really fantastic docu-series on Netflix called The Defiant Ones that he had signed her basically because he thought she was weird and passionate. He just liked her personality and took a chance on her. So, um yeah, so I guess that sort of helped level set my expectations for why this album was so weird and out there for me upon first playthrough. Um, generally speaking, I like the message of positivity and inclusion uh, and pride. I mean, it doesn't sound overly preachy. It's just kind of like, you do you, boo-boo. And I think we can all kind of get behind that. Um, the The religious imagery that she kind of weaves throughout the album for me played a little bit too close to I think what Madonna was up to in the late 80s and early 90s um just thinking of like the like a prayer video and how it kind of made waves and possibly cost her some well they, com uh, they compare express like yourself that. by Madonna uh, to born this way that's yeah yeah, yeah. So it's interesting oh, you said that. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, exactly. Totally. You know, yeah, you got it. Yeah, and I, I mean, it is what it is. I think she, she went on record as stating that um, Madonna was an influence on her for this. So I can forgive that. She also had a bunch of other influences um, that she mentioned too. I think uh, Bruce Springsteen and there were a couple of other sort of less mainstream artists. Um, and that kind of 
their the DNA of their artistry found its way into this album, which is cool. And actually, even the saxophone on a few tracks were laid down yeah. by <laughs> Clarence uh, Clemens. Oh, shoot, I forget his oh, name. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, who mm. played for the East Street Band with Springsteen? So, and I think Brian May played guitar on one track, right? Brian yeah. May is the guitarist for Yeah, I, they did collaborate. Was it on this uh, album? Yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, yeah, I think it might be right. Yeah, I, I think so. Maybe yeah. it was Heavy it Metal was. Lover. I think. It, it was, was you and I actually. You it's I. the it's the country sounding song that they sampled. Nice. Uh, we will rock you on. <clears throat> ah, okay, yeah. So, I mean that that in itself kind of gives a little bit of artistic credit, I guess, to to her. Not that I ever thought she didn't deserve it. Like even despite how I felt about her and her music, I always knew she was highly talented. And I think it, it took a few run throughs of the album for me to kind of accept it on my own rather than just kind of like, yeah, okay. Everyone says she's great. So she must be great. Standout songs for me. I mean, this might be unexpected. I don't know about you guys, but I really liked that song Americano and I really liked it for the over the top pageantry. I just, it was so weird. It was such a weird song that I didn't expect to hear. And like, even the first playthrough, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Uh, and same with the track called Scheisse, which she like pretends to speak German on and that's kind of a strange artistic choice. But then when you look into the meaning of the song, it's actually like she's talking about like feminist talking points and how it sucks to be put down. And like, it's basically a commentary on all the bullshit that women have to go through in life. So, okay. With that framing, it's a cooler song. So just looking deeper into the meaning of each song, gave me a fuller appreciation of her songwriting ability. I mean, there's a lot of allegory involved and I think it definitely hits a bit different once you know that. So I think it was a full 180 for me from the beginning of the month to the end of this month with this one. Uh, Scott Coates, how did, how did you feel about this guy? Well, how did I feel about this gal? I felt, um, a bit surprised in a sense that, uh, you know, I, I do have a good impression about who Lady Gaga is from what I've seen and heard over the years and the interviews and so forth. Just like a solid, upstanding person that seems to go beyond just trying to crank out pop songs. So that's really cool. Um, I do very much like the two duet albums she's done with Tony Bennett. I, I like his stuff and her voice is undisputably fantastic. Like this is not someone that needs auto-tune to get through the day, which is really good. I've got to say, though, I thought I would like it more than I did. And it very quickly took me back to the days of being a DJ at Lloyd's Recreation as a young guy. And that you would get an album that had a couple big hits on it. And you'd go through the whole album and realize, like, oh, this kind of sounds the same track to track, a lot of it. So Marry the Night, like, yeah, okay, off we go. I'm sort of tapping my toes a bit. And I also appreciate I'm no longer the audience. Like, I just turned 49. So I think if you were 15 to late 20s, and particularly if you were in the gay community, this one would speak to you a, a lot more. Born This Way, I mean, great, fantastic, equality, gay anthem. I think it's really neat that she's dedicated kind of her style and career to speaking up for people. You know, Government Hooker, I like the beats and sounds on that one a bit more. And then we got to around Judas, and I and this is where I kind of went back to my days at Lloyd's Recreation. I thought, wow, these beats are starting to sound a, a little similar now. Like, I'm, I'm hearing a bit of repeat. I, I'm with you, Alan Americano. I 
was like, wow, I can imagine this being in a movie or a musical, you know, had a real European sound. I could imagine it being there. And then hair, I just thought was bizarre. Bloody Mary, a much needed kind of slow down and change of things about 30 minutes in. I did find it interesting how many times she mentioned Jesus and religion and stuff, which I'm not interested in, but just interested. So look, like for this style of music, dance club, inclusive, making people feel great, have a party, think it's pretty good. But to me, it just came across very much as a one trick pony, repetitive message, lyrics, sounds really definitely at least 30 minutes too long. Like I think it's an hour and 13 minutes long. Like, geez, I don't know. I think we could easily cut 30 minutes from that. I did kind of grin when you and I came on. That really sounded like a Shania Twain or a Taylor Swift song. Like it was a real shift in gears. And again, I thought, wow, that's that's neat. So I think it's really neat who she is, the community she's cultivated. I know when she came to Bangkok a few years back, like people went crazy. Um, she, yeah, really touches a lot of people. But there weren't any surprises here for me. It was very standard beyond a couple catchy tunes. I found it way too long, uh, but glad I listened to it. Over to you, Scott. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, you know, she's clearly in the diva category. She's got a powerful voice. I uh, can craft these really large ballads. And I know you can't hear it on the album, but, you know, watching some of her concert footage and public appearances, she's also really well known to transition that over into her public life and her performances as well, too. Right. So I think it's all just really well rounded. And I like when the, the character, uh, of the artist is represented similarly in both those aspects, right? I didn't have a lot of surprises either. The biggest one for me was honestly just how developed and diverse the lyrics were for a pop album. Now I'm, you know, with Darren in that there's a lot deeper musical styles out there, right? Where that's the focus, a little more politically charged, a little more depth in that category. But I came in with very few expectations. Like I had pop expectations and, and it was more than that. So prorated against like Britney Spears or, you know, Ashley Simpson, some of her contemporaries. Uh, I think Lady Gaga is blowing the doors off of them in that category. Um, yeah, just the emotional exposition of it. There was a lot less. Do you believe in life after love? that I thought there was going to be in this album, right? Props to her uh, on that front. And her name is on, like, I think it's like all of the credits for writing and producing on this album. So she is 100% hands-on, uh, and I dig that too. Uh, I agree with Scott that you could probably chop this album in half uh, and probably improve it. Uh, and I just have some notes on a couple of the, the major tracks that I did like. And so this would probably be the track list of the ones that I would keep with that in mind. Uh, Government Hooker, I'm fascinated with that song. I still have no idea what to, to think of it. it. It had a fun little bass line, lots of samples, some, you know, electronics and, and vocals in the background. It's dancey. Uh, apparently, it was inspired by JFK and Marilyn Monroe's story in the lyrics. Uh, and what I thought was interesting about that one uh, was that it charted in both South Korea and USA despite not being a single. Uh, and I don't know how often you see that. Uh, Judas, again, another really danceable tune. I think pretty much everything here is danceable. But, you know, I really found myself trying to figure out, like you said, there is a lot of religious, particularly Christian imagery that's uh, evoked throughout this album and all the, the metaphors. And so I really wanted to try and understand what she was getting there, right? To the point where I watched the video, which apparently has Norman Reedus 
in it. Uh, and I honestly don't know if it really helps. You should watch the video. It's freaking ridiculous. You know, I found Darryl? myself just tickled it's trying Darryl, to figure yeah, out what the... Yeah. yeah, exactly, right? There were no... Well, yeah, there man. might have been zombies. I watch in, that now. I didn't know that. I don't know. Biker zombies. Yeah, you should watch it. It's totally... Like, I... At one point, it's literally Biker Jesus, Norman, and Lady Gaga in a tub, and he's pouring Jeez, beer. I kind of missed that ass. during this month. So, you should. You, you should. I don't know. You really need to go back to get to the album. Yeah, just that video. Yeah, you're missing about five minutes of really great album-related viewing right now. Um, she is hot. I like the Americano. I like the Spanish horns and the guitar. She yes, beautiful. She's yeah, I'll, I'll just say yes. She's an extremely beautiful woman that um, has impeccable style. It's it's pretty. Your impressive. wife obviously she doesn't have very uh, <laughs> like a co- yeah exactly. Right? She doesn't have like a cookie cutter style and stuff like that. I'm really impressed with the way that she uh, that she puts her style out there. Not uh, not like a Britney Spears putting herself out there. I'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> No, di- no dissing on Britney. Britney fans, please don't come after me. Uh, Americano, you know, the, those Spanish horns and guitar, it had a nice little backbeat to it. I would actually put that on a, on a playlist. I think that would make it into my regular rotation. Uh, no shame on that front, right? I would bop to that in front of anyone that I know. Uh, and I think that that just proves that, you know, they don't have to be, you know, every single song complicated. She really tries to layer a lot of sampling and vocals and these big, you know, um, runs and that in some of these songs. And you can just get a nice quirky little song like this on the album and really help carry it. Um, yeah, we mentioned you and I. She snuck a country song onto the album. Uh, and apparently, yeah, Brian May played the uh, guitar on it, which makes sense because they sampled We Will Rock You on it. So... Uh, yeah. What was I doing in 2011 that I missed that song? Cause it was one of the singles and, uh, it, this entire album is just really great. I won't get into the edge of glory or born this way, uh, too much because most people have already heard them. They've made up their opinions on them. I just think that they're both really extremely well-polished dance pop songs. Uh, yeah. And I'll just say, I think I appreciate them more now. Just because of, you know, the amount of diversity she has on the album. I actually disagree with you a little bit, Scott, there. I know there is a bit of a thread that goes through the album because it is a pop dance album and you can't, you can't get away sometimes from the beat counts and stuff like that, right? But I think there was a lot of work that was put into this album to, to play a little bit, to, to diversify it up a little bit, to, to give you, like you said, there was points where you needed a much necessary break to uh you know from some of the dancey stuff and i think she timed those really well so i have a lot more appreciation for her i don't think she's uh and you didn't say this but i you know there i don't think she's a one-trick pony like a lot of pop singers out there in any way shape or form uh and i did have bias going in i think against her uh, that she was just another pop dance uh pop dance diva and that's been completely dispelled for me i have a lot more respect for her now as an artist having actually gone and listened to one of her full albums um, Darren, let's loop back to you and get into some scores. Yeah, thanks. First of all, like I know, I know the people listening. Real, we we have video, but you only get the audio. But Alan just took a drink from the largest cup I've ever seen. Like, what was that, Alan? <laughs> yeah, what the hell is that? This He's holding it on is a, a. It's literally this is a up scooter. the whole screen. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's Jack. It is. I, it, I, uh, it's I like half it a, a torso. Well, they gave it to me. Yeah. It's steam whistle pilsner. They said if you could drink the whole thing and like a certain amount of time, <laughs> oh I'll my keep god, the it's like the so biggest stein I've I, ever seen. I, I, I thought it was like it. a skewed perspective, and you had like a small hand or something. I know what's going on or something. Yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, I'm drinking yerba mate. Shout out to our South American friends, yerba mate. Um, yeah, so you know, into the scores now. I mean, yeah, I think we all appreciate that she's a really amazing artist, but this is definitely uh, a pop album. I appreciate right after this, she did change, and like now she's known for like Scott said, Tony Bennett, and kind of doing her own projects, and uh, uh, she's been in movies and soundtracks, and so. Uh, I, I'm I'm very grateful for who she is and what she did, and uh, yeah, beautiful woman as well. Um, goes really good with Dosi Giamosi from Ogen uh, Cannabis. Yeah, that's a new one I've been trying. It's really good. It's kind of good fun vibe. So uh, perfect one to listen to Lady Gaga and dance the night away in your uh, in your underwear in your living room because nobody goes out anymore. But yeah, it, I highly recommend that uh, Cannabis uh, Ogen. Yeah, to local producer here from uh, Calgary, Alberta. So lots of good uh, legal cannabis happening in Canada right now. So welcome. I probably should have had the legend chocolate before the show, though, because I'm rambling a bit tonight. But that's that's fine, too. Um, but anyway, uh, as mentioned, you know, with mass respect, uh, I mean, I think in influence, um, you know, looking at it from the grand perspective, I think uh, uh, the album was influential in its own way and, and more just re- uh, in representation, perhaps. And it did have some really good pop songs that will be around for a while. So I'm only going to give that a two because I just don't think. It's a solid work of art, but I understand the influence and especially the zeitgeist in the moment of when it was released as well. Will it stand the test of time? Eh. Um, recommend, you know, recommend. Uh, I'm only coming in at a one. I think you've already heard all the songs. So, um, that, that, that are out there, like Americana, we mentioned that might be a little hidden gem and a couple others. And you, you'll enjoy any of the songs, but is it really worth your time to go back and pick that up and listen to it end to end or buy the album? Unless you're a big fan, I'm not, I'm going to say no. And overall, that's putting me in a two. And I feel bad for giving Lady Gaga that, but, uh, I, I'm just trying to, you know, we really try and say, well, this stand this t- the test of time. Is this really good music? Is it worth going back and listening to? Because it's now more than five, five years old. And this one i think you're going to hear the songs on the radio and that's probably good enough i don't feel there's a real need to go back i appreciate who she is and where she's going and love her so uh, uh mass respect but just where we are now but that's too all right uh, um alan all right thanks darren um i'm before i get into my scores i should also mention that i did put americano on one of my favorite playlists uh, and only a few of our Sonic Collective picks have ever made it onto that playlist over the years. So it is kind of a special honor. I, I'll put that out there. And another notable one, Scott Gregory, you'll like this. I put Grace by Jeff Buckley. Yeah. Uh, I remember it's when we reviewed that. of all time. I think there were mixed right, reviews. The song's good, but oh, God, kill me. <laughs> mixed reviews, but I really enjoyed that one song. There were a couple songs from that album. But anyway, uh, we are talking about Lady Gaga. Um, so for influence, I'm giving it a three out of five. Uh, unlike Darren, I think I am actually sort of inspired to go and explore the other songs on her other albums like that are not singles. Because, you know, there might be an Americano on another album. And I won't know unless I explore that. So... 
that is uh, that is why I'm giving it a three for influence. Um, I'm giving it a three for recommendation as well. I think this album has a pretty broad appeal. Each song sounds different enough that I think there's something for everyone. Um, some of it's really catchy. Some of it's really weird and avant-garde. And if that's your thing, then um, definitely check this album out. But yeah, I think I think once you explore beyond just the singles and start to look at the craftsmanship that went into the songwriting and like what even these weird songs actually mean to her or what the uh, the message she's trying to convey um it i think it's worth checking out so from a purely songwriting craftsmanship perspective i think if that's your jam even though like the guy said like you don't really think about pop music when you think about exploring you know really deep conceptual lyrics but this this is one of those pop albums that kind of defies a lot of boundaries and that's one of them and then overall i'm coming in at a pretty healthy 3.75 which you know i did not expect upon (laughs) first listening through this album so yeah i i think uh like i mentioned before it was a big 180 for me scott c over to you okay yeah so I want to preface this by saying, I don't think this is bad at all. Like, I think, again, we've, a number of us have said it as far as the pop world of music, pretty solid, right? Like it is what it is. I just found probably again, who I am and my age, not speaking to me. So like influence, I'm going to give it a one. I didn't hear anything on here that I really went, Ooh, wow. Never heard that before in my life. Not going to go searching for more Lady Gaga. Not again, because not because it's bad. It's just, it's just not my tunage right now recommend it i'll give it a four though because i think again if you're trying to understand the history and the story of music she's obviously a very important figure and she's made a huge influence and continues to do so so you should probably check out at least one of her albums overall i'm going to give it a 1.5 though because it just yeah i didn't find myself super impressed personally not going to go back and listen to it um yeah but i'm glad i did hear it over to yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna pull the average up here uh a little bit so Uh, On the influence side, I have a, we play loose with what influence means quite often, right? And I know that I do for sure. So yeah, we should define that a bit better. (laughs) Because I know it's (laughs) had a lot of influence culturally, this album. Uh, And for myself listening through it, it's influenced my opinion of her. And it's now influenced me to go deeper into her catalog. I think she's got a very quirky side to her. She's got a very artistic expository way of writing the artistry right into the videos and that like I'm going to do a deep dive into Lady Gaga after this because she's just straight up interesting musically as a person and then you know when she collaborates with video uh, designers the videos are all looking really awesome too so I'm going to go down that rabbit hole uh, with Lady Gaga here recommend this album I mean, I'm going to prorate it against other pop albums, I think, right? If you like pop, I think you'll really love this. I'm going to recommend it as a four. If you don't like pop, you'll probably really hate this because she has very strong pop sensibilities and leans into them. And so, you know, she's going to hit you in your unhappy spot uh, with this album. But if you do want to understand what, you know, 2011 and the surrounding years were sounding like at the top end of pop with people pushing boundaries and really trying to shake things up a little bit. You have to come to this album. It's 
I think at, at, at the top of the charts for for that, which I guess brings me overall to uh, a four rounding up. I think it's well worth the listen, uh, both from a historical perspective and just to listen. And maybe you won't listen to it very many times after that. Maybe you'll just rate it for the singles that you probably already have on your playlists. Um, and if you don't, that's fine too. Cool. So with that in mind, well done. Um, do we want to talk about the uh, the format that we're going to move into for the the next rounds? A little teaser on that. Yeah, sure. Does anyone sure. want to take the lead yeah. on that? Yeah. Scott Coates. Sure, I'll, I'll throw it in. It's just trying to keep it fresh and keep this interesting. I was listening to a few different albums, and I realized that there was a slight connection with a few of them. So we're going to head into something called Common Threads. Now. Myself with the ones I'm picking, they don't have tight, tight threads, but I just thought, hey, what about picking three albums, listening to each of them at least once throughout the month, and try and A, identify what are the common threads that run through those three, but also just what you thought of the three kind of as albums as well. So we're going to listen to three at least once in a month, and there will be at least one kind of common thread. There might be multiple common threads. I think the emphasis is on interesting music, as it always is. The emphasis isn't necessarily on the thread but we'll just try and, and mix it up a bit. So looking forward to going into that. And Darren, you're the first one. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for this. You you put that idea out there and I actually really liked it. You had to explain it to me a bit, but um, yeah, I, I, I think it's very cool. Um, and, and in a way I like too, because really uh, usually we just do one album a month. So, hey, but uh, that's what we do. But this time it'll be three months. So really uh, in our round of picks, instead of four different uh, albums you'll get to experience, we're going to have 12. So that's, that's going to be a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, maybe I'll leave it. I won't say what I'm going to pick, but I, I, I've kind of, I went all over the place with this. I was like, I've been watching a lot of music documentaries. Maybe I'll tell you some of the ones I didn't pick that I, I thought about, but, uh, even, uh, there's a, a little Netflix documentary like something like this is pop or something like that. And it's a little mini documentaries. And there was one on boys to men. And it really actually, I was like, Oh, I'll watch it. I'll, I'll, I'll watch any music. Uh, documentary yeah it's super good so and you good. realize like boys to men were really the that first big boy band in their i guess late 80s early 90s they really came out it was well the new kids on the block the in uh, sync the backstreet boys were all formed as basically just copycats the white version of, of the band and that was going to be my thread i'm like you know what man like how long have white artists just completely, well, maybe it's not, well, it is exploitation. It actually absolutely is. But just the industry realizes if you, you know, put out an artist that's similar and white that people will buy it. And that's been history forever. So that was going to be a thread, like going back to like Elvis Presley and things like that. But um, I didn't do that one, but I, I'm excited about what I, I am going to pick. So uh, basically the same time this review is up and you're listening to now, just click on the next episode and it'll be uh, Scott Coates explaining about it and and me with my pick and then uh, join us for the month and it's going to be super exciting so anyway uh scott g why don't you close all right out? well yeah thanks again everyone for joining us as always this is darren allen scott c and scott g the sonic collective uh closing out august 2022 uh lady gaga born this way as uh, darren said join us next month for our triple picks and where we're gonna try something a little different take care Thanks for listening and exploring with us. We'll be back real soon with another pick and critique of albums that matter here at the Sonic Collective.